healthy and whole in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Are you ready for the word of God? For the word of God. For the word of God. The word of God is so powerful. How many of you guys believe that it's powerful? Well, I want to connect to what the Lord spoke to the young people, and I want you to take hold of it. Because I read this this week, and these few words, there's four words. Four words. Do not hold back. That's a powerful thought. No matter what you're stepping into this week, no matter what you're going after, the word of God, there's there's a space that you need to stretch your tent, stretch your mind, and don't hold back. God has something this morning for you that he needs to deposit in you and entrust you with that you might walk into this next week with something that you can like step into something and say, I'm not going to hold back. I'm going to go at it with 100% of me and God. And we're going to do this together. So the word of God is going to come powerfully inside of you this morning. But you have to open up your heart. Are you ready to open up your heart this morning? Put your hand on your heart. God, we ask that you would move the earth of our heart. That your seed of the power of your word could just be deposited in us. That there might be growth this morning. That there might be a resolve in us. That we will defy odds with you. That we will we will not hold back. That we will take the word and we will aggressively position it in our heart this morning. That we might go out into this world and change the world. We just thank you, God, for your word that's so living and so active in the midst of us. And we ask that you would minister to our hearts this morning. That we would not be the same as when we walked in. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 It's going to be a good day. It's already been a good day. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Did you know that there's movies and books and songs and all kinds of things about the supernatural? There's some of the most sought after things in the world. Almost every movie Almost that's every released movie about, that's the released about the supernatural sets a new record, a new record, a new record for attendance for its first weekend of release. There, people are just fascinated, are just fascinated with, like, with the supernatural. And the high, and the high, the high interest rate the high of the supernatural, of the supernatural isn't, isn't confined to just confined young people. Just young people of all ages in that category. And I believe the reason why is because that knowledge is written into our DNA. We want to believe that someone, maybe even us, might have the power to do miraculous things. Well, I have really good news for you, if that's you, because God created you in his image to be like him. You know that? He created you to be like him. That's really the kind of life that God wants you to live. He wants you to know this life, this supernatural life, is really attainable. It really is. We can really become aware of the invisible world like Jesus And we can walk in supernatural power just like he did. We can walk in such a way that his power and holiness and his supernatural life transforms our real lives. 
with real solutions, with, solution, with real answers, with real restoration, with real healing. Jesus promised that we could. Amen. 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 He said we would do the same works that he did. In John 14. Even greater works, he said. Yeah. Yeah. John the Apostle John wrote the Apostle in his book in his that book, as that Jesus as is, Jesus so are we in the world. Do you believe that? Believe that? Yeah. yeah. We have been called to live abundant, live abundant supernatural, supernatural lives. But there's a problem. But there's a problem. But there's a problem. Sometimes we become Sometimes too we become preoccupied, preoccupied with our own problems, with our own, our own problems, sins. Our own sins. All of our worries and anxieties, all of those things, those doubts, those fears, that shame, the regret, all of those things, they hold us back. Keep us down. And we lack the ability to step into something more significant because of our immediate problems. It's way easy for us to lose our focus. It's way easy for us to put our minds on our problems. It's way easy for us to get distracted from the gifts and the callings of God. So often we let so our experience, our, experience our, doubts, our doubts, our worries, our disappointments, we let our experience, let our experience define our potential, our potential and our reality and our, reality, and our, beliefs, and our beliefs. But Scripture does but not scripture tell does us. Not tell it does not tell us to believe what we have seen in the past or to determine our calling by our own experience. It doesn't tell us that. It calls us to walk by faith. It calls us to walk by faith. It gives us a new identity. And it absolutely insists that we believe in this new identity and live from it. It doesn't give us any other option. It calls us into the greater works of Jesus in our lives. A word that the Holy Spirit seems continue to highlight to us is freedom. And there's two very powerful two verses very powerful in the scripture about freedom. One of them is in Galatians 5. It says there, let me be clear. The anointed one has set us free. Amen? Amen? He has set you free. You should clap for that because that's true. Not partially, but completely and wonderfully free. Amen? We must always cherish this truth and stubbornly refuse to go back into the bondage of our past. Amen? Amen? Amen. And then in 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 17, it says, Now the Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit. And wherever he is Lord, there is freedom. Amen? Wherever he is Lord, there is freedom. Verse 18, it says, We can draw close to him with veil removed from our faces. And with no veil, we will become like mirrors who brightly reflect the glory of the Lord Jesus. We are being transfigured into his very image as we move from one brighter level of glory to another. Amen. And this glorious transfiguration comes from the Spirit, from the Lord who is the Spirit. So we have freedom from what? And you might ask, we have freedom for what? Well, we have freedom from our sin. We've been set free from it. Set free from it. Amen. Amen. 
from the guilt, the shame, the discouragement, everything that comes with it, you're set free from that. Say, I'm free. I'm free. Amen. God has declared you completely righteous and new. Completely new in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Amen. So then, so you, then have freedom you have freedom to have freedom. be all that Christ, all that Christ wants, you Christ wants you to be, all that he's called you to be. You're one with him in nature, in life, and in the fruit of our lives. Tells us that Jesus, in the scripture, that Jesus is the exact image of God. And when his Holy Spirit comes to you, he brings inside of you that image. He does. He does. Our new nature has been stamped with the nature of Jesus. It's been stamped with his nature. And we are in the process of becoming more and more like him. It says from glory to glory. You're being transfigured into his likeness. That's like a cocoon. When the butterfly breaks out of the that's the idea of being metamorphosed, transformed into his likeness. You might have been a cat, you might have been a cat, but you are a butterfly. Some of you are more pretty than others. All beautiful. All beautiful. All beautiful. We're not trying to become like Jesus by nature. You already have his nature. You have his nature. Yeah. We simply need to believe that and to live from it according to our faith. So whatever Jesus did in his earthly ministry is available to you and me today. Amen. Amen. You can demonstrate the wisdom of God because you have the mind of Christ. You can feed the hungry. You can deliver those who are captive. You can demonstrate the works of the kingdom because he is with you. You can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. He said. Because Jesus healed everybody who came to him. It's not only as we look at him that we can really see our It's only as we look at him that we can really see our true self. Amen. Because as we gaze on them, we are more, we are transformed every day, more and more into His likeness. Our identity is in Him. We bear His name. We carry His authority. So believe it. So believe it. So believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Because when you believe this, you will overflow with the fullness of God, and you'll know that He wants to give you even more than you have now. Jesus is the definition of who you are now because as he is, so are we in the world. Think about the promise of God. They're given to the righteous. But don't become discouraged because you think you're not righteous. Not true. You need to realize that you've been declared righteous by God. And he always tells the truth. Amen? Amen? Amen. And all of God's promises to you are... Amen. amen. Yes and amen. Yes and amen. He, he, Jesus is worthy to inherit all things. And you are a co-heir with him. Amen. Whenever your heart starts to condemn you, you need to remind yourself that God is greater than you. In 1 John, it says this. For if our heart condemns us, God is greater than our heart. And he knows all things. He already knew everything you ever did and ever will do. He knows. And he's greater, he's than, your greater. Heart. He's 
So if your heart condemns us, then remember, God is greater. And he sees all of that. Then verse 21, beloved, if our heart does not condemn us, you have confidence toward God. You can walk in confidence toward God. And then the next verse, really powerful. And whatever we ask, we receive from him. Hallelujah. You can have your prayers answered. Because we keep his commandments and do those things that are pleasing in his sight. You can have confidence before God. It's as though Jesus is standing before the Father and you are standing in him. Because you are in him and he is in you. You can pray in his name, his identity, his authority. All of these things are based on his righteousness. And he has transferred that righteousness to you. It says, he became sin so that you could become the righteousness of God. Amen. Amen. That's When you realize this, when you realize that he's there and all this righteousness is with you, then everyone you meet is going to get a taste or an encounter with Jesus because he's with you. He's in you. He's in you. That's wonderful. The scripture tells us that we have become righteous, right? And it says that the righteous must live by faith. It says it's free from free from it says it's free from all other um, preoccupations or distractions with our own sin or problems like that. It shows us how to live supernatural in supernatural freedom and miraculous power. If we really believe what it says. Now in Romans chapter now 1 Romans verse 17 it says that. For it's in God's righteousness that it is revealed from faith to faith just as it is written the just shall live by faith. Now that was a quote from back 2-4 which says the same thing the righteous shall live by faith. Or it can be quoted in Galatians the righteous shall live by faith. Or in Hebrews it says it again the righteous to live by faith. So I was pondering. So I was pondering. What does it really mean to live by faith? To live by faith. It has to be something tangible in that equation. More than just answers to specific prayer requests. Like God, can you do this? Oh, okay, thank you. Or God, can you do that? Oh, okay, thank you. More than that. More than that. As glorious as it is to see God answer prayer. It's more than that. It's a lifestyle. It's a lifestyle. It has to be somehow tied to the idea of righteousness. Because it says the righteous shall live by faith. Not just anybody. But the righteous shall live by faith. So what does it mean to be righteous? What does it look like in my life? Let's take an example. First Corinthians chapter 13. You know that chapter, right? It's a love chapter. It talks about love being patient and kind. It's long-suffering. It keeps no record of wrong. And so on and so forth. And and we see in John, first John, that God is love. So in reality, First Corinthians 13 is describing God. Describing His nature. His nature. So he becomes our becomes our mark, our mark, our our standard, standard, our our if you were in if you were athletics could be the bar could be the bar he raised the bar he's the standard he's the hope so this kind of love is possible for us why because all things are possible so it's an open invitation to us we need to practice it and use the free gift 
free so, so take so, one, for instance. So take, take patience or kindness. What does it look like to, what does per, it look like to, per, to, to perfectly manifest the kindness of Christ? Well, think about that for a second. Not trying to be kind in your own strength, your own willpower. We do that sometimes, but I'm not talking about that. Because the bar that was set for kindness is God's kindness. And His kindness is way above anything I can do. I could be kind every day of my life, and it wouldn't be as kind as He is. Right? I can't reach into my own strength. My own the answer strength. is found in Christ. I've been given his nature, I've been given his nature and I've been given the fruits of the Holy Spirit. I'm called the righteousness of God in Christ. And because scripture doesn't give us impossibilities, then it's really possible to walk with him in his kindness. And display it. And display it. Instead of trying to be kind, I can just step into the super hour of God's righteousness. And walk in it. And walk in it. Paul said in Colossians, said in Colossians therefore, as elect of God, elect of God holy, and beloved, holy and beloved, put on, put on tender put on, mercy, tender kindness, humility, long suffering, long suffering. Right there. Oh, right there. Back there too. Back there too. Put them on. Put them on. Put them on. Put them on. What does that mean? Is, what does that mean? No, I think about. I think about. I think I found eight or nine scriptures through the New Testament where it says, "Put on something." In Colossians three, thirteen and fourteen, it says, "Bearing one another, bearing another, and forgiving one another." If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you must do. So you must do. But above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Ephesians four twenty four. It says, "And you should put on the new man." That was created according to God in true righteousness. Put on. Put on. Romans 13, 14. But put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Make no provision for the flesh. Put on. Put on. Put on. And then one last one in Colossians 3.10. And you have put on the new man, which is renewed in knowledge of the image of him. Put on. Clothe yourself. Clothe yourself. Put on. So, so, how do I put something on like that? Well, I can pray. Father, you gave me kindness. I put it on today. I can believe because faith is what gives substance to the things I hope for. So I believe that God gave me kindness. I envision it. I call those things which are not as though they were. I can declare it. I, declare I see, it. I, I see, declare I kindness, declare, I declare, that I am the kindness, I am, of, God. kindness of God. I declare it. I declare and then I walk it out. I, I function as if I had it. Because you do. So stir up so stir your up. divine imagination. Stir it up. Just imagine with me for a moment. What would it look like if tomorrow morning I got up and said, I put on the kindness of God today. I don't put on the kindness of Mike or anybody. I put on the kindness of God today. I wrap myself in his kindness. What would it look like if I walked in kindness today? Imagine that for a moment. See yourself and you walk in God's kindness all day long. What would it look like if every thought I had was filled with his kindness? What if every look of my eye is a look of kindness, God's kindness? 
What if every what if every action what if every action of my was his kindness being expressed? What if everything I did expressed the nature of Jesus to the world? But if the only agenda I had was just to be kind. What if I filled my mind with thoughts of walking in kindness today? What if I imagined I looked like Jesus does when he met someone? Say it with me. I can put on kindness. Supernatural kindness. I can live in supernatural power. And whatever the Lord shows me to do, I can do. I can do. I can do. When you put on supernatural put on kindness supernatural as a gift from God, gift you don't from have God. to try to be kind. You just step into it. Step into it. So remember those four steps. I can pray. I can believe. I can envision myself walking in it. I can declare that I have it. And then I can walk it out. When you step into when that step with the expectation that the, the Holy Spirit will partner with you to release his kindness, something happens. Something happens. Something happens. Kindness begins to flow out of you. You begin to have a day filled with his goodness and his kindness. Beyond your ability, it's his kindness. You imagine that when people see you, they're going to see kindness. They're going to see Jesus. His kindness expressed His kindness your, words expressed your words of action. And you can do this with any attribute of God. His love, His kindness, His joy, His long-suffering, His patience, His compassion, His peace, all of them. His gentleness, His faith, His zeal. Today I'm going to put on the gentleness of God. Today I'm going to put on the patience of God. Do with any one of them. The fullness of all of them is yours. All of them is yours. All of them is yours. The fullness of all of them is yours. Just for putting them on. Just for putting them on. It's not a matter of struggle. It's a matter of putting them on by faith. It's a matter of cultivating the right thoughts and envisioning the truth and walking in it. Living with the mindset of faith. Picture yourself as Scripture reveals who you really are. Picture yourself in your new identity, the supernatural enablement that God gives you, and see what that looks like. And then let that vision capture your heart. Remember, faith is seeing what God is doing and stepping into that reality. Begin to cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Allow Him to fill your imagination with scenes of wisdom and power and love. Begin to grow in your ability to understand and experience His power because what we behold, what we behold, we become. We live out the vision that we have. So righteousness means believing and embracing the truth of what God has done in me. I'm fully free. I'm fully, I'm fully free. alive. I'm fully, fully forgiven. Alive. Fully and I am empowered with this spirit. With this spirit. And there's a lot of ways. There's a lot of ways. You can help these truths sink into your heart and reinforce your faith. Envision that Jesus is stepping into this. 
or maybe envision maybe that you're stepping into him, him and wearing him like the beautiful clothes. It says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. So many places. And he said, like rivers of living water will flow out of your being, out of your belly. So put your hands in your belly and declare this. I'm completely forgiven. God doesn't remember my sins anymore. Well, you should be really happy now. Amen. Amen. I'm com- I'm no longer I'm a slave no longer to sin. Slave I am free. I am free. I am free. God will prosper God me with prosper long life with and long show me his salvation. His salvation. I am the righteousness, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. And I am loved and, and fully accepted by God. And God has great God works has laid great up for me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The point is to get really good at envisioning his power and his grace and his love and his forgiveness. All of those things working through you, touching people, changing lives, changing lives. Because your spirit, it's your spirit, it pays a lot of attention to your voice. I'm going to say that again. Your spirit pays a lot of attention to your voice. It says in James that your voice controls your ship. It's like the rudder. Controls which way you go. You want to turn up or you want to turn down? Your voice controls that rudder. Your spirit pays lots of attention to your voice. Whether you seem to be convincing yourself, or first and not, or first, or first, at first, whether or not, whether you say that again, whether you seem to be convinced of your voice or not, it doesn't matter. David said, "Bless the Lord, O my soul." He instructed himself to do it, to instruct yourself to do it. To allow God to move through you. Because you're not trying to convince yourself of something that isn't true. But of something that is. Right? Your true identity. In which you look exactly like Jesus. But with your personality. You're not hoping for him to accomplish something in you. He's already done it. He's already done it. You are already these things. You are already these things. You're a new creature, a new and you creature. have all of his nature in you. Everything is there. It says in Peter, we'll get to that in a second, but it says that we have everything that we need for life and godliness. He doesn't want you to live like a pauper. He wants you to live like a king's kid. He wants you to go ahead and thank him for what he has provided. Cultivate a vision of who you really are in him. Live according to the Live truth that you see in the Word. He is full of goodness. Full of and ask Him what it looks to live looks as someone as filled with His goodness. And see how He leads you. Because you have everything that pertains to life and God. So what are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? Are you going to live tentatively? Fearful? If you're not sure if it's really yours or not? Are you going to live with confidence? Boldly, believing the truth. 
because we can walk free of those sins, worries, and doubts, and fears. We can be free of them. Jesus said, stand fast in the freedom. Because everything that we have from him is by faith. We don't just absorb we don't freedom. Just absorb we don't just freedom. absorb those things, absorb those things and, or receive them, receive them passively. We're told to stand firm in them, to believe them, to proclaim them, to see them grow stronger and stronger in our lives. The verse I quote is in 2 Peter 1, 3, and 4. It says, as his divine power, that was his to me, those first three or four words, captivate this verse. It's not by Mike's power or your power, but his divine power. Okay? He has given to us all things that pertain to life and Everything you need, he's given. Everything you need, he has given you. Through the knowledge of him who called you by glory and virtue, by which we have been given exceedingly great and precious promises, that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. And become a partaker of the divine nature. His very nature is put into you by his word, by the promises that he's given. You have everything you need. Amen. 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 Let's stand up. Amen. Let's stand up. You have freedom. You have freedom. You've been given all things. Given all things by His divine power. By His divine power. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm looking at a room full of powerful people. Powerful people. Amen. Amen. For full of free people. Full of free people. Amen. 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 And it's not by your power, but it's by His power. And His power never fails. Never fails. It never fails. Never fails. Amen. Amen. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank, we thank you so much. You have filled us with your goodness. You filled us with your power. You filled us with your nature. You've called us co heirs of Jesus. You've called us sons and daughters. It is so awesome that we would be called sons and daughters of the Most High God. Hmm. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We thank you and praise you and give you worship this morning because you are worthy, so worthy of our praise. We want to walk. We want to walk by faith today and every day because that's what you call us to do. You said that we have to believe you and that pleases you. That we can't do it any other way. It's only by faith. So we thank you for faith today. You've given us the ability to believe and we praise you for it. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Put your hand in your heart this morning. Put your hand in your heart this morning. This is such a powerful, such a powerful, powerful prayer. That God gave us back God in numbers, back in God numbers, to speak over the people, because 
when we do when we do he said if you do that if you do that i will do i will i will bless them i will bless so when you receive this blessing this morning believe that god is taking action in your life today and he is blessing you and i'm going to pray he blesses your sons the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you. The Lord be gracious unto you. Lift up his countenance and give you peace in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Go in his grace today. There's going to be people up here to pray if you want prayer. 